This meeting is being recorded. Hello, and welcome to the Bigger Flips podcast. I have a very distinguished guest today, uh, David Olds from Chattanooga, Tennessee. David is somebody that I first uh, connected with from the investor lift community. He's very active in that community and one of the uh, bigger contributors to that to that group. And then he became a member of Investor Fuel. So I saw him, uh, I forgot which meeting, but I've been seeing him at every meeting since. And he's somebody who I found is really universally regarded as an expert in disposition of deals. And he's somebody who operates, I don't know, but on a national basis, but in a lot of different areas. Uh, he's got a very good team in Chattanooga. And it's an honor to have you, David. Michael, thank you so much. Yeah, we first met in Phoenix. I think Phoenix was the first one that we sponsored. And then where were we last time? I forget. Dallas, where the last, probably. Dallas, yeah. And then we have one, like in two weeks, we'll be in Nashville. Yeah, you coming? I'm going to be there. Yeah, I'm going to be there with some of the team because that's only about two hours up the road for us. So it won't be too bad. You, oh, you, you can drive there from Chattanooga. Thank goodness, dude. I spent so much time on airplanes. I'm I'm leaving Tuesday to go to Phoenix. I'll come back on Saturday and drive to Nashville on Sunday. So there's a, a lot of flights. I was I was about to book something. Um, it's uh I forgot his name. Another mastermind, and I then I realized it was the day after Investor Fuel. I have to fly back to York and then immediately fly to Charleston, South Carolina. Don, and I said, you know, Don Costa. Yeah, he's, Don Costa. I, he's got. We're a sponsor for that one too. And I'm like, I don't, I just can't do it. There's no way I can go from, can't get there from here in one day. It's too much. I told him the same thing. I, I don't think I can get there. And he's doing another one in Vegas in like yeah. November. I said, I'll try, I'll try to get there. Yeah. You know, all the masterminds are really great. And it's really one thing that's, that's helped catapult our business by getting in the room around other investors. Um, but the problem is if they're quarterly, they all kind of run together, but you know, for, for masterminds, one of the things that helped me was when I was just here in Chattanooga and I was sort of like the big fish in a somewhat little pond, you, you don't always realize what's happening out there in the rest of the world. So I'm always a big fan of masterminds and getting around other people who are in the business and really, um, you know, seeing the, the way that other people are doing business and getting ideas from them. And just, you know, I get inspired, you know, I've been in some of these rooms and I feel like, I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, there are these 12 year old kids. <laughs> they feel like they're 12, right? And they're doing $950,000 a month in wholesale fees. And I'm like, damn, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> How am I 50? And these kids are just crushing it. 100%. I feel I felt the same way. I come back and I'm like, we gotta get our act together. We're just not doing enough, you know. So that's that's how I always feel energized coming back from masterminds. Yeah, I uh, I started going to Investor Field about four and a half years ago. I remember there was a woman there. She's not a member anymore, but um, I think she started her own mastermind. But she had been in the business maybe two years, and in her second year in the business, she did like a hundred deals in the Dallas area. And then she did something that I think no man could ever do is that she left the business and hired a COO and just yeah. works in the business like, like two hours a week. Like no man could do that because we would always think that the business would fall apart, but she oh did Oh my gosh, we're all such <laughs> narcissists. It's crazy, right? Yeah, nothing could live without me touching it, right? Exactly, exactly. So uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the masterminds too. Are you a member of CG also? I am not just because the, you know I'm in boardroom. Uh, Fuel and Don Costa's Mastermind, and then we sponsor so many events. I mean, I didn't count up my days out of the office, but I'm easily 150 days out of the office. Yeah, it's a lot. It's I know, like, I know exactly what you mean. 
So why don't you talk? Why don't you talk about um, how? First of all, your operation. What sort of explain yeah. what your business does now? Because I think it's interesting how much of the country you cover, and yeah. then how you sort of became this uh, disposition expert. And uh, and if you stay to the end, by the way, Don's going to give away a free four thousand dollar course on disposition. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it, it, it's something that you might want to uh, you might want to listen to. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I've been an investor since 2002, but really a full-time investor since um, 2009 when we, we moved to Chattanooga from Tennessee. And when I started out, it was me, my wife, and my brother. We were just here locally working, and just, we, we really were crushing this market. We were doing over 50 deals a, a year just here in Chattanooga. So, so life was good. We brought on a couple of partners and started expanding and growing and growing. And finally, we, got, we brought on a fourth person. And it got to the point where, you know, you start taking the, the deals that you're doing in Chattanooga, dividing them by four, and you, you, you need to get more deals someplace, right? And there is a, an absorption or bandwidth that any market can handle, right? I can't, even in Chattanooga, even the best deals, I can't put out a deal a day. Because what happens is your buyers, they start getting conditioned to that. Oh, well, let me just wait till tomorrow's deal and nobody will ever take action, right? So it has the reverse effect that you think it will. So typically two to three deals is the max you can drop in any one market, right? So we realized that we had to go out to other markets and to, you know, to get, to be able to do more deals, right? It's easier to do two deals in 10 markets than, you know, 20 deals a month in one, right? It's far simpler. Well, that makes a lot of sense until you decide you have to start picking markets. And that's where we really screwed it up as, as good as anybody can. We found a lot of ways to lose money. <laughs> Thank God we always had a good base here in Chattanooga. But our first market that we went to was Birmingham, Alabama, because we thought, you know, that's pretty close to us. Because we didn't know, dude, in 2016, we had no idea what we were doing. We were a bunch of bigger banana heads than we are now. And so we're like, oh, we'll go, we'll go, to, we'll go to Birmingham, it's close. And uh, we started doing, trying to do, we were marketing there and we were doing some deals, but you know, the spreads were super low and we were working on a JV model. So that was, that was a struggle. So then we said, uh, one of my partners said, well, let's go to St. Louis. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And uh, so we started doing marketing. And what happened was we were marketing, I don't know if you've ever been to St. Louis, there's a lot of great places, but there's like this bad area that's like 20 square blocks of just desolate townhomes that were at one point the most beautiful thing ever. And we're locking these things up so quick. We're like, we're going to be freaking rich, man. Order the jet. We're going to be so rich. And, and of course, everybody who's local to St. Louis knows that they're trash and you can't give them away. Um, so, so that was a complete disaster. So after that happened a couple of times, we realized, okay, we need to, we need to figure this out a little bit, right? We need to, you know, do some, a little bit of planning and have a little foresight, right? So what we did different from a lot of our other friends and contemporaries and people that are wholesaling is we never went with like a nationwide PPC model, right? Because a lot of people will do that um, because when you spread out your PPC, which is pay-per-click advertising on Google, if you don't know, but when they spread them out, the cost per lead is very, very low, right? Because I'm not just marketing in Atlanta, right? I'm spreading out my ads across the country. So what happens is you get very cheap ad or cheap leads 
but you get a ton of leads in areas where there are no buyers, right? You're getting the you're in the middle of Nebraska where it's cornfield and outhouse, you know, two goats and a, a cow with a bum leg, right? And no cash buyers. So, you know, how did I get really good at dispositions in my company? We had a division of sort of responsibilities, and uh, my other two partners, one handled marketing, one handled acquisitions, and I handled everything else, which was, at the time, dispositions and the transaction coordinating. So, you know, what happens if you're the dispo guy in a company is sort of the guy at the end of the uh, the conveyor belt. Remember the I Love, I Love Lucy commercial or TV show? She's getting the baked goods out, right? And like, like contracts are just coming at you and you're doing everything all the candies. And, and do all the stuff. And, you know, what happens is if acquisitions doesn't have a good handle on where they should be doing their marketing, how they should be, you know, comping those properties, how they should be contracting them and at what number, what happens is they just start putting a lot of stuff under contract. And when it gets to dispositions, you're like, Dude, this is junk. This is just a mess, right? Sell this, you know. Um, so we got very intentional. I started doing a lot of market research and figuring out, hey, like if we're going to do marketing and spend our hard-earned money, let's make sure we're sending every marketing dollar out to an area that will come back with four friends, right? Like let's not just waste money in, you know, Upper New Hampshire, right? Beautiful area, camp there as a Boy Scout. Lots in my life but there's no cash buyers, right? So let's focus on the area where the data tells us there are a lot of cash buyers because that's just smart, right? At least we have a fighting chance going in. So one of the great things, you know, about InvestorLift is all of that data is collected in there. So it's very easy to figure out which markets you want to target. So I guess to kind of answer that question, that's the reason I got really good at dispositions and I was really honed in on it because it was the only thing I did in my company, right? So I got really great at figuring out how to do marketing and you know how to put myself in the buyer's shoes to make sure that we are presenting a product to a buyer that they're going to want to buy, right? Because at the end of the day, and I just did a coaching call this morning, at the end of the day, all a buyer cares about, how do I make money? That's it. Yeah. doesn't matter that they're your golfing buddy or any of that nonsense, right? Or, you know, that you've got the most beautiful girl that's, you know, your disposition person and you splash her picture everywhere, right? At the end of the day, if it's not a deal and the buyer can't see clearly how they can make money on this deal, they're just going to move on, move on to the next one. Because as much as I would love to say I'm the only guy that has deals out there, obviously <laughs> I'm not, right? So, so that's really important. Okay. Yeah, speaking of uh, buying properties in areas where there's no cash price, someone called me the other day with oh, a property in New York because, yeah, you know, I'm the New York guy, and it was, yeah. it was this property was an hour away from any major city, and even that city yeah. wasn't even that major. And I'm like, dude, so the wholesaler called me. I'm like, you cannot wholesale in areas where there's where there's no body living because there are no cash buyers. Right. I'm just giving you a piece of advice. So that happens all the time, and I'm sure it yeah, happened I when you were. Yeah. yeah, Tennessee, people be like, oh, I got a deal in Tennessee. I'm like, well, first of all, it's a big place. <laughs> it's six hours from one end to the other. It's a big, it's like going from Jacksonville to Miami. Like Tennessee means a lot. And uh, a lot of it's mountains and super rural. And I'll be like, dude, there's nobody there. Who, who? <laughs> and this, this is, you know, I get it, right? You're a new wholesaler. You're just so freaking happy that anybody picks up the phone, right? That somebody right. will have a conversation with you. And then they're like, 
I will sign a contract. Like I, I, I remember when I was new. I remember how great that is. And then you call some old timer, fifty year old fucking guy from Instagram. He's like, dude, your contract's a piece of shit. And you're like, God, <laughs> in this business. They said it was going to be easy. By the way, it's a hundred percent. 100% that's what happens without a doubt. I, 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 I get calls all the time from people. I'm like, I'm going to give you some free advice for the next five minutes. Yeah. Don't house in the middle of nowhere. Don't look for houses that are listed for sale. Like I try to give people, I try to help people out, but you're exactly right. Finally, you get a contract and you're all excited. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I, I'll be at events and stuff and someone will come up and be like, yeah, I, I, I message you on Facebook. I'm like, Oh God, please tell me I wasn't a dick. <laughs> Cause you know, because I'm busy with you, man. I'm busy. So I'm really straightforward. I'm really quick with people. Cause I do want to answer you, but I don't have time to, to play ring around the rosy all day. But uh, you know, I use this example. We had this uh, property come over to us in Anderson, Alabama, which I think at the time had like 269 people that lived there. And it's 50 miles from, from Huntsville. So, and, and I was just handling, you know, at the time I had partners, so I was just on the disposition side and I'm looking at this deal. I'm like, dude, who am I going to sell this to? The other 268 people who live in this town? It's a town with one main road. And all 268 of these people have driven by this house, which has been vacant for 10 years. Everybody knows. And they all know that the owner, like, how do I, how do I, I can, I do have the best dispo team in the country, but man, like, how do I overcome that? You know? So there is a point where I'm a really stickler for like, do good marketing, have a good plan, you know, have a repeatable plan that you can crank out these deals over and over and over again. But man, there gets to a point where you're just wasting your time. And if, if that's your business model and you're just trying to scoop up everything you can, here's what's going to happen. You're going to wear your team out. All right. Because acquisitions is very excited when they get a deal. Right. We celebrate it. Right. We had a gong. People are hitting the gong. They're ringing the bell. Like people are excited. Right. You want to cheer them on and have that culture. But then it goes to your dispo team and they're like, God, another one of these deals. No, right? no bueno. <laughs> no. And the, the best salespeople will feel like they're pulling a bag of bricks up the hill. And they'll just quit. Like, you're just not going to be able to keep them because they're not hitting the revenue goals that you promised them. You're not hitting your revenue goals, which is even worse because that Amex will only take so many charges before they want the money, right? <laughs> um, you know, I mean, so, you know, that's that's a recipe for really running your business into the ground and just, and that's that's why some of these kids are just, are kids, people, you know, wholesalers are, you know, they're burning through people in their business so quickly because, they have the, they set these unrealistic expectations and then, you know, they don't have good enough guidelines or a buy box or an understanding of, Hey, if I put this under contract, I have to sell it. I need to sell it. Are there buyers, right? Are there people who want to buy this thing that I have? Um, and that's a big struggle. And that's, you know, that's why we created that course to sort of help wholesalers kind of figure all of that out. I mean, is there, is there a number that you work with, assuming you haven't, you don't have have access to investor lift to find the heat maps and where it is. Yeah. Is yeah. there a minimum population that you that you look yeah. for? So for us, we won't go, we know Chattanooga works. Like that I know like with all of my core, I'll put all of my money on. I know that I can wholesale here in Chattanooga, right? There's 220,000 people. So for us, that's a baseline. Whenever I'm looking at a new market, what I'll do is first population. I don't want to be any place lower than here. I also don't want to be in Atlanta. 
right? I don't want to be in the top 20 metro markets because I'm there and everybody else is there, right? So, so that... I'm just trying to, you know, I'm a fat kid from Boston, man. I'm trying to give myself the biggest fighting <laughs> chance that I can get, right? So right. I don't want to be in a place that I'm, you know, just going to take baseball bats to the head, right? I want to be in a place where I can go in and really dominate and, you know, my team can really shine. So so no, no place smaller than Chattanooga. And what I'll do is, let's say Peoria, Illinois. I have no idea what the population is there, right? But I would pull pull that data. Okay, population is here. Okay, you got a few, you know, 20,000 more people than Chattanooga. Great. Well, now what I'll do is in real time, I'll just pull Peoria's cash buyers for the last six months. Right. And I'm going to go from, from where, Chattanooga and I'm going to pull the last. Where are you pulling from? Here. From Investor? From PropStream, Flipster, okay. you know, where PropStream mostly, right? Because I don't have to download it. I can just pull up and see the number. I just want to see that there are enough cash, there are enough cash transactions, right? I get some people using hard money and all that, but like, we just need a baseline. I just need to be able to make sure I'm comparing apples and apples. And if it's close or even above, great. Now let's kind of dig in a little bit more and see what's going on in the market. But that's my, the very first peripheral. Do you know, do you know what, what, what number you want to see from PropStream for cash buyers? I just want to see more than Chattanooga. That's what I want to see. So How like the last six months, <laughs> I haven't done one in a while. I'll be honest with you. I think like in six months, it might be like a thousand cash transactions, right? Okay. In six months, that's good, right? In a smaller yeah. market. So then we're going to look at other things. I There's, we're out of all the Northern markets, right? Just not for any political thing, just there's less demand in Ohio than there is in Florida, right? So again, I want to work in spots that are, that are going to be easy for me. We don't work in... Me personally, we made a decision a while back. I don't work in non-disclosure states, which for people who are listening, in most states, 39 of the states in the country, you can go online and you can get all of the details on a transaction, right? Who bought it, how much they paid for it, when they did it, you know, you can get all those details. There are 11 non-disclosure states, which means you can see who bought it, but you can't see what the price was. And I think you were about to ask me a minute ago about comping. The reason that's important is as wholesalers, what do we do? We sell to cash buyers. I don't give a shit what the ARV is. I don't care. <laughs> like that, we got rid of that 10 years ago, this nonsense of 70% of repairs or of ARV minus repairs, my blah, 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 blah. doesn't matter. My, we, we sell to cash buyers, man. I want to be in a place where I can go and look up what did properties like mine within a mile or two miles or three miles sell for cash? That's the answer to the test, right? That's it. That's the only thing that matters. If I know that cash properties are selling between 120 and 150, all I got to do is lock it up at 100, right? All things being right. equal, and I, can, I can street view and go, okay, this house is like my house. Sometimes it's on Zillow or something, and I can look at some pictures and go, yeah, this looks like my house. Like, here are 30 people who bought houses between 120 and 150. If I can lock it up at 95 to 105, I'm in the money. Right. right. Like, let's take as much of the guesswork out of this business as we can. Absolutely. Makes a lot yeah. of sense. All right. So let's talk about your, your, the company that you, uh, you sponsoring investor fuel out of the one, those hat yeah. you're wearing, which is um, easy <laughs> REI closings. Yeah. Explain what you do and why, and, yeah. and why it's something that a lot of people need, but they may not know they need it. Yeah. So, you know, you've been like me around for, for a lot of years. Businesses come from a bunch of different ideas, right? It's all these little kind of grains and kernels that, that happen to you over time. 
because I really focused on dispositions and, you know, transactions, the one thing I got really good at was solving title issues. So, you know, we're one of the first users on InvestorLift and are a cartel boss. So I would have a lot of cartel bosses calling me, hey, man, I got this really weird situation. What do you think? Hey, what can I do over here? How can I, how can I close this deal? Or, you know, people would, and I'm doing dispositions training. So transactions naturally comes up. And then COVID hit. And we were having people that were laying, laying their own staff off. They were calling us, hey, man, can, can your girl help me get this thing closed? Because, you know, I'm on a kind of a skeleton crew and I just I really need help. And in fact, the office that I'm standing in the podcast room, this was our old transactions office. And uh, I'm like, OK, that's cool. And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, I should charge people <laughs> right? like this is right. it's cool. But like, how can I do this and, you know, try to make at least make a little bit of money from it and help, you know, help other people. And, you know, then I started, you know, kind of COVID keeps going and we realized we all, we become very quickly on a touchless world, right? You don't need to have a, a location in every state. And I thought, well, you know, maybe we could roll this out and help a lot of investors, right? So our goal at Easy REI Closings is to help wholesalers and investors across the country get more deals closed and actually make more money. And the way that we do that is I do have an understanding that most people who become investors and wholesalers, right? They leave their nine to five job. They've got the hustle mentality. They're entrepreneurial, you know, and, and that's a special mindset, right? People that can do that, like there's, our brains are a little messed up, right? And we're on the kind of go, 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 go plan all the time. Awesome. That's what makes us successful. The things that hold us back, which is why we need integrators, is we're terrible at paperwork, we're terrible at anything that's detail oriented, you know, all of that stuff to us just feels like we're kind of walking through quicksand. So if we can take that off your plate and allow you to spend your time focusing on things that you love, which is talking, right? Talking to sellers, talking to buyers, making the deal, getting that adrenaline rush, that endorphin hit, then what happens is now you're doing more deals. Now you're making more money and you let our team handle you know, all the complicated closings, because it's what we do. We're, we're really good. We do a lot. We've done over 2,500 files, $100 million in closings. You know, our team is dedicated all day long, nine to five, They're in office here, just dealing with title companies all over the country, getting your deals closed. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I thought about using you, but in New York, I think it's a little weird because of attorneys, but I, I, no, I am dude, doing we- some... We crush it in New York. It was it was tough in the beginning. I'm going to tell you. But what we, parts near the city? Yeah, or upstate? yeah, we close all over. Yeah, I had to put you on a phone with with Hannah, our uh, one of our. I got to talk to Hannah about it because it might be worth it might be doing something. Because like for me, I can't I can't even talk to the attorneys. Like I have a situation yeah. where the seller's attorney won't even talk to me. They'll only talk to my attorney. So yeah. I don't know how they're going to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, you have, to have but... the, the split attorneys and. Listen, it, I'm not. It's a tough state to work in. You know that. You're there, right? Yes. I don't know that people, most people would choose it, but if you're there, you're there, right? It's 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 the cards you're dealt. But we had uh, we had one one of our first deals there. Like the email chain, it was over 200 long because you know this email, email that attorney, and the paralegal, and then the realtor, and then. But we have one guy now that just his name is Andrew. He really specializes in New York, and he's like our New New York guy. He's got you know all the. All the attorneys. You have, to put, you have to put me in touch with him. I should I should talk to him. Yeah, I'll connect you in an email um, a little okay, bit good. later with, with Hannah and, and them two can jump on and say all about the fun that they have in New York. But they've they've got it dialed in. It, it took them a little bit, but uh, you know, New York's one of those unique states, right? Definitely. But I but I, what I was saying is that I may want to start using. I'm, I also operate yeah. in El Paso, Texas, and I'm thinking about using you for Ooh. that because I have some deals there that are 
dragging along. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, especially for investors like us that are, you know, because it's so easy to be virtual now, right? The data, there's so much data out there and it's so easy to do pay-per-click or, you know, just drop into any market and text that what happens is, you know, if I only worked in Chattanooga, I would never have this problem. But now I'm in West Virginia, I'm in, you know, Pennsylvania, I'm in New York, I'm in Florida, I'm in California, I'm in Phoenix, and I get a deal and I'm like, well, like what title company do I use, right? And I don't want to spend a day on the phones just screening title companies all over. I definitely don't want my dispo guy doing it, right? Call us, like we be a client of us. We're in all 50 states doing all transaction types. So it's, it's nothing for us. We're, we're already there anyways doing deals. I agree 100%. I think for a lot of people, first of all, either they're hiring somebody full-time to do it yeah. or they're just, or they're just having deals die because it's not being done right. And to outsource it to, uh, mm -hmm. to a company like yours seems like uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And we're far cheaper than you hiring your own person. And, you know, if you're going to hire and that's okay. Like I get it. You know, some people want to change their own oil too. Right. I don't. Um, <laughs> I tell people I get stuck like Winnie the Pooh. If I crawled underneath my car, you just see my legs kicking, but you know, you got to do ads, you got to, you know, you're setting up interviews and 50% of those people aren't going to show up and then you got to make them an offer and, Oh, you waited too long and they took another job and you finally hire somebody. And now, now you have to train them. And first off, right. most people don't know anything about title work to start with. So I don't know how you're going to train them. Um, and then you gotta, you gotta manage them every day still for us, like you can hire us today and put our 12 coordinators on your files tomorrow. And, you know, we will spin the wheel of your, of your company quicker. And our whole goal is right, for you, our client, I want to compress time. I want to get you paid quicker. I want to get this file through closing as fast as possible. And for two reasons, one, I want you to get paid. But two, I've got 40 more files coming in tomorrow. This is like the old milk at, at, at Walmart. Like, I got to get your file closed because I got more coming. Otherwise, you know, we are I Love Lucy with the, uh, the loaves of bread and cakes, you know, loading us up. So we're, we're very efficient in making sure that we get these deals closed as quick as possible. Do you only work on wholesale deals or do you work on deals where people are buying them to, let's say, to flip them to? Everything, everything that we were very intentional when we when we started the company, Michael, we we knew that we wanted to be able to serve clients in all 50 states. Right. Because there are some regional transaction people like there's a girl in Texas or I think one that works southern Florida. And I didn't want to say, oh, geez, man, I only do New York, but not Michigan. Right. Or something like that. So we came out of the gate knowing that um, we were going to be the biggest TC company. We were going to help clients in all 50 states and we've closed in all 50 I'm going to tell you, there are a couple that are challenging. Alaska is incredibly challenging to, to do. Um, Hawaii, we, we had a client that lived in Hawaii, and we figured that out. And now we're cranking out Hawaii closings like there's no tomorrow. But we wanted to make sure we could do all 50 states and all transaction types. So some of our first clients, first coaches that were sending us their students were Novations. So we do a lot of Novations. I would say our office handles more novations than any single title company in the country. Like it's 46 or 47% of our business. Um, so no, we will handle everything. Sub two creative wholesale land, you know, whatever it is, we can, we can get it done for you. Very good. It's good stuff. Yeah. I can, I, I know people who use you. They're happy with you. I'm still on the fence of whether it's going to work in Europe, but you, I'm going to talk to your Andrew guy and I'm thinking yeah, about gonna, signing up. Just yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about signing up to, as as we're done. the Texas stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. All right, so um, but are you are your company still operating in Chattanooga and do and wholesaling yeah. in Chattanooga? 
Yeah, yeah. Now we don't wholesale as much as we were. Like we really leaned it back because so much of our our time is spent in the transaction company. We we grew thirty four percent last month, which was a which is a big That's jump in, in business. So um, we're probably heading towards you know winding down our wholesale company um, just because we want all of our focus to be taking care of our clients on the, uh, for easy REI closings. So that's, that's honestly the direction that we're heading in. All right. And yeah. are you, are you now, because you have access to deals, as you said, in all 50 States, are you seeing yeah. anything in any region or state that is interesting, better, or worse that you, you see anywhere in the country? Yeah, we, uh, rules and regulations are changing all the time. Just last week, they came out with, uh, one of the major underwriters came out with a, a ruling in, Tennessee that just really clarifies novations and make sure you're going through a couple of steps that some people were skipping. So yeah, there's 3,500 counties and we're working in all of the big ones for sure. So, so we have a very bird's eye view of, of the whole country and can say, you know, Hey, you know, this area is kind of an area that's on fire. There's an area that's maybe not so great. So for our clients, like when you come on, if you say, Hey, I'm thinking about, I really want to dive into novations. Like what are the best States? Like we can give you that data. Like we have that data. I can tell you, you know, the states that have the highest assignment fees, the, you know, whatever it is. Like we can break that out however you want. I can't give anybody's in personal data, right? Like I can't say XYZ company did, right? Because that's that's not my, my information to give. But uh, I can tell you that we're we're right at $100 million in closings. We've done t- over 2,500 files. Our average assignment fee over the last year and a half is $30,000 which um, a poll of the three biggest um, CRMs, Freedom Soft, REI Blackbook, and REI Simply had the traditional wholesalers at $18,263. So the question is like, why are your people so much higher? Well, because they're not spending 30% of their time doing nonsense paperwork. They're out there <laughs> getting more deals, you know, working those deals and getting the getting best better deals. deals. Yeah. yeah, right. They're spending more time on their marketing. So, I mean, the ability to, to free up that space out of your brain to go focus on the stuff that actually, you know, turns the needle, moves the needle and grows your business. It's we see it client after client after client where they're going, oh, my God, I was doing two, three, four deals a month. Now I'm doing six, seven, eight. This is the greatest thing ever. I'm growing my company. Yeah, that is amazing. If you think about the amount of the amount of time you put yeah. on transaction coordination, which which for people that don't know is really the time between you get something under contract and when it closes. Yeah. That's the that's everything that happens in between is what the TC or transaction coordination is. So you also yeah. see do you see areas where things move quicker than others and things oh, move sure. slower than others? Sure, sure, sure. Like right. you know, if you just want to talk regular wholesale deals, like Tennessee is pretty fast. Western PA, you know, they've got some goofiness there where you've got to get some extra disclosures. Um, Birmingham, we talked about Birmingham earlier. They've got this weird thing where you've got to wait for a a release, a lean water lean release from uh, the county or something. So that adds like an extra five or 10 days. So because we know all of those things, right, Michael, what we're doing is the minute you upload this contract to us, like our team is on the phone with the seller, collecting all of the information, and we're, we're starting to get all of that stuff right away, right? So the reason we're closing or shaving 10 days off of our closings is because we're instantly to work, right? If you get a deal or, you know, me, when I was, uh, you know, wholesaling on, the, on, my, on my own, I'm getting my deal and then I'm like, oh my God, I got to change my hat. Let me go to Dispo and let me go find my buyer. And then, then when I get my buyer, I'm like, okay, what do you need? 
Well, <laughs> 10, 15 days have passed, right? We're right. starting all of that day one. The minute you hand that baton off, the minute you upload that contract, like we're behind the curtain and the Wizard of Oz, like little elves going to work for you. And that's that's how we're helping our clients do more deals and actually at the end of the year, make significantly more money. Um, because we're just allowing you to do the, the thing that you got into this business to do, which is get contracts and talk to sellers and buyers. And keep, move, keep moving everything through the pipeline. Keep moving, man. We want to keep that conveyor belt moving. Without giving names, what what are some of the more efficient companies turning wholesale deals? And how, how many days between contract and closing are you seeing the more efficient companies? And how, how are some of the slower people doing? How, many, how long yeah, does it usually take? I can tell you our company average right now is 31 days from start to finish, which is pretty good. Um, I'll give you a number. We've got a company out of uh, what I call Upper Midwest or... Like they're in Seattle and or Seattle and or, or Washington and Oregon. Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. God, I couldn't spit that out. <laughs> and when they came to us, they were doing anywhere from 90 to 95 a month. And they were able to get up to over 800,000 a month. And they regularly wow. now are hitting six to eight. Like their biggest month was 811,000. So nice. that's what happens when you, you could take your company and really focus your efforts, right? Like you don't have to be managing just all of the nonsense, right? For me, like I'll get a deposit into my my wholesale account and I'll be like, what's that $23,000? Because it was three weeks ago, right? But I haven't thought about it for three weeks. Like since the disposition person rang the bell and said, we're under contract, I'm like, great, ship it over to EZ, right? Because we're their first client. Like it's designed for me. Right. I'm kind of a dick, right? So I want to make sure it worked good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you forget because somebody else is like working for somebody else time. is doing all the all the crappy stuff that no one yeah, really no one wants to do it nobody wants to do I that shit. i don't, I don't know do one business own owner who says that he wants i want to spend more time in transaction coordination i never heard that before you know who says that people that don't want to go out and talk to people people who won't grow their business right. you know saying right, they're right, the same right. people like i need to work on my crm you know if you hear somebody say that that's you know they got to get out and go talk to people right this is a talk to people business a hundred, a hundred percent. Absolutely. All right. So let's talk about um, this Dispo REI course that you are offering yeah. for free to people. I will who do it, man. I, because we're, we're in fuel and we're buddies. So I'll, I'll do this for any of your listeners. If when you um, go to Easy REI Closings, there's a little blue box there that says book a call and call our team. If you sign up, if you, you know, become a client of ours, I'll give you this course. You got to make sure you you mention the the podcast or Michael's name. Otherwise, they won't know to to give it to you. And what that course is, back when I was coaching really heavy a couple of years ago, I did a one-on-one. It was was expensive. It was $4,000 to do. And I think we went through six or eight weeks of coaching and consulting for wholesalers to help them build that buyer's first mentality in their company, right? So we really do, we start with the end in mind and everything that we do. So what we talk about really quickly is like, what's the timeline of a deal? What happens at the end, right? We got to get paid. Awesome. Well, who really pays us? It's the buyer. So let's talk about what different types of buyers are, right? There's basically rehabbers, landlords, and land development. Those are your three big, big categories. Cool. Okay, so let's look at that market and see who's buying what. And then we take that information. Now we take that and put it into the top of our sales funnel, right? Because if I expect a certain type of deal to come out the bottom, well, that's what I got to put in the top, right? I can't put pineapples in the top and expect peaches to come out the bottom, right? (laughs) That's what happens when you start marketing in the wrong areas. So we get very specific about how to figure that out. And then, you know, we go through that whole process of 
how to build out your marketing, um, you know, how to build out good, um, you know, emails and websites and, you know, all of the different things that will, you know, make you a lot of money by fine-tuning your process, right? The, the difference between like an Olympic gold medalist and someone who doesn't place is tenths of a second, right? But it's, it's learning those processes, those simple but scalable processes that your team can just come in and pick up and, and do repetitively over and over and over again, you know? The, the, the greatest, you know, football players, Jerry Rice, what did he do? He did the basics, man. He ran those steps up and down in the stadium every week. Michael Jordan, free throw, free throw, free throw, right? You got to get good at the basics and that will solve 80% of your problems. And that's, that's really what we've lined out. And all of the training that we do is we want, we want to really, you know, identify the things that move the needle, right? Is making a TikTok video and posting it going to get your property sold? Probably not. But learning how to post it in the right groups on Facebook, how to craft a good email with a good opening, you know, title, subject line to get your email open. Those are the things that are going to work. All right. Yeah. David, thank you very much. Any last words? Any final things to talk about? That's it, man. Thank you so much for having me on. I do appreciate it. It was good to see you in between masterminds. A, and Yes, yeah, a pleasure. You know, and we'll, we'll, see, we'll see each other in about 10 days. So Yeah, we'll, we'll have a whiskey and share a cigar and do some fun stuff in Nashville. Looking forward. Thank you very much, David. I really appreciate it. You bet.